Good evening, my dear friends and curious souls. Welcome to Mysteries After Dark, a horror podcast. My name, you may wonder. Just think of me as your old grandpa, spinning tales from a time long gone, and some from not-so-distant past. In my younger days, my grandkids would crowd around me, their eyes wide in anticipation or fear, eager for the evening's gruesome tales. Now I extend this tradition, this gift, to you. So pull up a chair, stoke that fireside, and let the shadows dance on every corner of the room. Let's journey together into the heart of darkness, where we unmask the unseen, discover forbidden secrets, and unburden the forgotten tales of the past. So dim the lights, my friends, and let's delve into the mysteries that emerge only after dark on our wonderful, unnerving journey. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, It was a time when I was about 12 years old, and an eerie silence had enveloped the house. I was the only soul present, with my sister off to her friend's place, my parents away on their own errands, and my grandparents attending a wedding in Green Bay. I found myself in my room, the glow of my computer screen the only light, as I scoured the internet for chilling ghost stories to share with my friends. My bedroom was situated at the end of the upstairs hallway, its door a silent sentinel next to the seldom-used bathroom. Directly opposite my room lay the guest bedroom, its door typically closed to prevent our family's three curious cats from claiming it as their private retreat. My sister's room neighbored mine, while the office stood guard adjacent to the guest room. I know these details seem mundane, but they are essential to understanding the bizarre events that unfolded that night. The hallway would eventually lead one downstairs to where my grandparents' bedroom was positioned on the left, with another bathroom flanking it on the right. To the right of that bathroom was one of our two basements. The living room was just past my grandparents' bedroom, with the kitchen adjacent to it and the dining room accessible through it. The second basement branched off from the dining room this area housed my parents' bedroom, a laundry room, and two storage rooms. Three doors provided entry and exit points from the dining and living rooms, one of which remained perpetually locked. Now back to that peculiar night. Engrossed in my online search for spine-tingling tales, I was interrupted by the sharp chime of the doorbell. Descending to the dining room, I peered out but was greeted by nothing but the empty expanse of our front porch. With a shrug, I secured the door and ensured that the other two were also locked before retreating back upstairs to my digital hauntings. Barely ten minutes had passed when a series of thuds broke the quiet, a sound unmistakably like footsteps pacing the hallway. Rising from my seat, I peered out of my doorway only to find the corridor deserted. Thinking it might have been one of our cats prancing around, I brushed off the unease and returned to my computer. However, as time ticked by, those footsteps resumed, louder and more distinct than before. This time, there was no mistaking it for an animal. These were human steps. Again I checked, nothing. Curiosity peaked and nerves slightly on edge, I surveyed each room methodically. The guest room, which I knew I had left closed earlier, stood ajar. 
I felt a twinge of self-reproach, thinking perhaps the cat had slipped in when I fetched my sister's sleeping bag earlier and that I had inadvertently left it open. But an inspection revealed no feline intruder. Every room yielded the same result, empty. The basements revealed nothing but our cats lounging on a couch in peaceful slumber. Convinced that I was alone, I made my way back to my sanctuary. But as I entered my room, a chill ran down my spine. The door to the guest room was wide open, even though I was certain I had closed it moments before. This unsettling occurrence persisted throughout the night. Doors opening on their own accord, footsteps without a source, and an inexplicable presence that seemed to hang in the air. Years have passed since we moved out of that house, yet each time I return to visit my grandparents, remnants of that night linger. The sound of footsteps echo through the halls despite no one being there, and the guest room door remains mysteriously ajar. This experience has been etched into my memory, a haunting puzzle without an answer. Dear Mysteries After Dark podcast, I'm reaching out to share a series of eerie events that plagued my family over the course of many years. These experiences, primarily involving my grandmother, but also other family members, were nothing short of chilling. For over a decade, their home seemed to be the playground of an unseen entity, and their attempts to find peace were met with varying degrees of success. The house itself is old, and carries with it a history that seems to have seeped into its very walls. My grandparents' encounters with the unexplained began subtly, but grew increasingly aggressive over time. My mother once visited to prepare dinner for my grandfather, and as she reached for a saucepan in the cupboard, the stack inexplicably erupted towards her. Despite being neatly arranged and secure, the pans flew out as if pushed by an invisible force. While waiting for the food to cook, my mother settled into a chair in the living room. The quiet of the house was soon disrupted by the sound of footsteps descending the staircase. Expecting to find my grandfather returning early from work, she investigated only to find no one there. The footsteps continued, prompting her to flee the house until my grandfather arrived. After that day, she refused to stay alone in that house. My grandmother, too, had her share of frightening encounters. While going about her daily chores, she witnessed china plates, which were mounted above the fireplace, suddenly hurl themselves across the room as if thrown by an angry spirit. On another occasion, she watched in horror as doorknobs turned and doors opened and closed on their own, accompanied by a chilling breeze that passed through her as if someone invisible had just walked by. My grandfather wasn't spared either. One morning while in the bathroom shirtless, he felt what can only be described as ice-cold hands pressing firmly on his back. Startled, he rushed downstairs expecting a practical joke from my grandmother. However, she denied any involvement, insisting she had been busy preparing breakfast the entire time. Other family members experienced similar physical interactions with the unseen presence. Both my father and uncle felt hands pushing them while they stood at the top of the staircase. Fortunately, 
they only stumbled a few steps and avoided serious injury. The home's previous occupant, an elderly man who passed away there, seemed to have left more than memories behind. In his later years, when he was too ill to climb the stairs, his bed was moved to the ground floor. His old upstairs bedroom bore the stains of spat tobacco, and occasionally relatives staying there reported smelling tobacco or hearing keyboard music and jangling keys from the empty sitting room below. Curiously, my grandmother had a clock that sat high on a unit in the living room, which developed an unusual crack across its face in a specific pattern. Subsequent clocks placed there suffered the same fate, cracking in precisely the same manner. This phenomenon only occurred when someone was alone in the house, or when it was just my grandparents present. Another peculiar incident involved a decorative fireplace brush shaped like a tribal figure with bristles for a skirt. It had earrings that my cousin once removed and lost. Days later, without provocation, the brush flew off the windowsill and struck my aunt on the head as she sat on the sofa below it. My family reasoned that since no such events occurred after my mother took it to our own home with an open fire, it must have been related to my grandmother's residence rather than the object itself. After enduring these disturbing incidents for approximately 12 to 15 years, my grandmother sought help from a local priest. He visited their home and blessed each room with holy water while reciting prayers. Miraculously, this ritual appeared to cleanse the home of its unwanted guest. My grandmother still resides there today without further disturbances. I plan to share more stories in future correspondence, but hope this account offers both intrigue and perhaps some solace or solution to others who might be experiencing similar phenomena. Thanks for allowing me to share this gripping tale of my family's brush with the unexplained. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, You've no idea how much I've debated with myself about sending this letter. Yet here I am, wrapped in the need to share what's been twisting my life into knots of fear and confusion. To start, I've always had this nagging feeling that if just one other person could witness what I've been experiencing, then maybe, just maybe, I wouldn't feel so isolated in my own home. Now, after years of unexplained occurrences that I couldn't capture on camera or audio, finally, something happened. Let me paint the picture of a normal Wednesday afternoon. School was out, and I had arranged to meet with a friend. He'd stop by my house first, and then together we'd gather the rest of our group for an outing at a local mall. As routine dictated, I called my mom after school to confirm plans while sifting through my backpack for homework proof of a productive day. It was around this time when a strange hiss slithered through the hallway. A shiver ran down my spine, but rationalizing it as a sound from our cat, I brushed off the fear. My friend arrived on time and just before we were set to leave, he requested to borrow a manga from my collection. Agreeing, I led him to my sanctuary, my room, which I seldom allowed anyone to enter. As I hunched over my bookshelf, searching for his request, a whisper sliced through the room, carrying my name. Dismissing it as my imagination, I straightened up with the manga in hand ready to pass it to him, 
only to watch him recoil sharply. The look of sheer alarm painted on his face suggested an unseen force had made its presence felt through a violent shove. The air grew heavy with unspoken questions as I handed him the manga, attempting to dispel the silence that had befallen us. We made for the door with me leading the way when my name pierced the air once more, a crystal clear call this time, and suddenly I was thrust forward by a forceful impact from behind. I'm sorry, my friend stammered out behind me, panic edging his voice. It wasn't me. Someone or something is pushing me. Our mutual fear propelled us out of the house. The silence that enveloped us during our walk was dense. Each step seemed to echo our racing hearts. Upon collecting another friend, Joe, conversation hesitantly resumed. But Josh, my friend who felt the unseen hands, remained distant and silent. His words were lost to him that day, and even as night fell, his voice did not return to our dialogue. That evening, solitude greeted me as harshly as the whispers that continued to echo through the darkness. My name became a chant that drove me from my bed to seek refuge on the living room couch, where exhaustion finally granted me escape in sleep. What perplexes me is why. Why did this entity choose to manifest so forcefully, and why direct such energy towards my friend? The questions whirl in my mind, seeking an anchor in logic but finding none. I'm looking for any insight or advice you might have because now there's a new fear that grips me, one for the safety of my friends. If you have any thoughts or explanations on why these events occurred, and how I might protect those close to me from whatever presence inhabits my home, please share. Dear Mysteries After Dark podcast, The tale I'm about to share with you is one that has been recounted to me numerous times by my parents, who swear by its veracity. It's a story that, if true, defies explanation and logic, and to this day remains an enigma wrapped in the mundane. On a completely ordinary day, my parents returned from the grocery store, fatigued from the errands of the day. With the intention of catching their breath and perhaps a brief nap, they retired to the bedroom. I was but an infant then, just eight months old, and as it was customary, they placed me between them on the bed for safety and comfort. There they lay, engaging in the idle chatter typical of couples winding down after a day's work. However, this slice of domestic tranquility was interrupted when my mother, out of the corner of her eye, perceived a startling anomaly. She observed what appeared to be me being lifted off the bed. Her immediate assumption was that my father, ever the doting parent, was transferring me to my crib. But as she turned to address him, expecting to see him in the act of moving me, she was met with a sight that defied all reason. There I was, seemingly suspended in air above the bed covers, unaided by any visible means. Alarmed and bewildered, she roused my father, who was deep in slumber on the other side of me. She asked him if he was seeing the same inexplicable scene that was unfolding before her eyes. My father, 
upon awakening and witnessing this occurrence, shared in her shock. In a desperate attempt to rationalize what she was seeing, my mother reached out with her hand, passing it between me and the bed covers below. Her intention was to debunk what she hoped was an optical illusion or some sleight of hand. Yet, as her hand waved back and forth beneath me, it became evident there was nothing, absolutely nothing, that could account for my levitation. With a surge of maternal instinct, she snatched me from the air and clutched me tightly to her chest. The moment of levitation ended as abruptly as it had begun, leaving my parents in a state of confusion and fear. From that day forward, they could never quite come to terms with what had transpired. They were not ones to dabble in or believe in the supernatural or sorcery, yet they could not dismiss or find a logical explanation for that day's events. As for myself, hearing this story has always made me wonder if there was some innate ability or strange force associated with me from infancy. Throughout my childhood and into adulthood, I experienced numerous unexplainable occurrences that seemed to support this theory. Now, as I recount this incident to you, I question whether these experiences are merely coincidental, or if indeed there is something unseen and inexplicable that has followed me throughout my life. What is your take on this? Am I alone in this phenomenon, or are there others out there who have witnessed such unaccountable events? Is the world we live in filled with such mysteries waiting to be uncovered? I eagerly await your thoughts on this perplexing narrative. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I feel compelled to share with you a series of eerie events from my childhood, ones that have been etched into my memory forever. It was during the time when I was in the tender years of fourth or fifth grade. The world was a simpler place for a child, yet it held an air of mystery, especially since I often heard whispers that a young, innocent soul could perceive the supernatural the ethereal beings beyond our usual reach. This tale begins with my cousin Tiffany's work routine, which typically left me to my own devices at home. The solitude never bothered me until that fateful day when the ordinary act of using the bathroom led to an extraordinary encounter. As I adjusted my clothes ready to leave, my gaze fell upon a startling apparition, a little girl. Her presence was transient, a mere few seconds, yet vividly burned into my perception. She bore short black hair, contrasting starkly with the long white gown adorned with tiny flowers she wore. I knew instantly this wasn't a reflection of myself. My brown locks were long and I towered over her in stature. Fear gripped me and I bolted from the bathroom, leaping down the stairs in double bounds. Days passed, yet the calm I sought never returned. Evening routines brought their own dread. On one such night, as I reached out to douse the hallway light, a man's voice pierced the silence, calling out, Raylene. My name, spoken by an unseen stranger, sent chills down my spine. In a reflex of terror, I flicked the light back on and retreated to my room, securing myself behind a locked door. The incidents escalated further still. During another lonely vigil, a sudden loud slam jolted me. 
It emanated from my cousin Chris's room. My eyes widened in shock as I cautiously opened his door to find no cause. The windows were tightly shut, ruling out any gust of wind. Approximately a month later, another unsettling episode unfolded. It was dusk when I decided to visit Shelby, my best friend who lived just across the street. Before leaving, I adhered to my cousin's directive, locking all doors and extinguishing all lights. Yet as I stepped outside, the light in my cousin's room glared defiantly back at me. Puzzled and unnerved, because Tiffany was at work far away and couldn't have returned unnoticed, Shelby and I ventured into my room seeking solace. In that room of sanctuary, we found a Bible. Clutching it close, I discovered a prayer meant to bless and protect a home. With solemn reverence, I recited the words aloud, dousing my room in holy water as I invoked divine protection. Since that ritualistic night, the haunting ceased, granting me peace. The relief was bittersweet. Although we moved and my aunt and cousins occupied a new abode, memories of those haunting days lingered. To this day, when I ascend the staircase at my mother's house, an invisible specter seems to follow close behind. The image of the little girl in the mirror and the sensation of an unseen entity haunt me still. I'm left to wonder if they might one day reappear and what actions I could possibly take to prevent such an occurrence. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, I must confess, facing my spectral housemates has never truly happened in the physical sense, yet their whispers, shadows, and presences are undeniably part of my daily life. The walls of my home have stood for roughly a generation, its exact age veiled in uncertainty. However, a makeshift Ouija board session with my friends revealed chilling insights. A spirit, whom I believe to be a young girl, shared that her life was cruelly snatched away in this very dwelling shortly after its construction in the late 1800s. Her parents were the original occupants, as she told us. Though I've not probed into the matter, I've pieced together a grim narrative where another specter, possibly her murderer, exists alongside her. I suspect this malevolent spirit met his end through a hangman's noose, judged for his heinous crime. My initial brush with the supernatural occurred by my loft staircase, an area that consistently emanated an eerie aura. On one such occasion as I passed by, my gaze instinctively shot upward, much like when you sense someone entering a room, and there, at the staircase summit, was an apparition. Not fully formed, but rather an outline, akin to the afterimage of a searing light that lingers in your vision. From that moment on, I knew my residence was not entirely my own. A year rolled by, filled with unexplained noises, most notably footsteps from the basement, that did little to disturb the status quo. Around this time, I began to dabble with the Ouija board at a friend's place, despite dire cautions from another. One night, as sleep was about to claim me, a piercing scream erupted within my ear, a sound undetected by anyone else amidst the nighttime stillness. Exhaustion overpowered my alarm and I succumbed to slumber. Upon waking, the realization hit me. It was a girl's voice that had shattered the silence. 
The following evening brought a more vivid encounter. Suddenly awake for reasons unknown, my eyes locked onto a figure, a person, clear and distinct, gliding across my bedroom. Although visible for only an instant, I observed her light hair cascading down to her waist as she drifted towards the exit, her feet invisible and the hem of her dress dissolving into nothingness. Rather than fright, I felt a surge of wonderment at this ethereal sight, though it robbed me of sleep for many hours thereafter. My most recent interaction with this phantom occurred just last week amidst an illness. Alone at home, I sat in the bathroom when the distant hum of the refrigerator was joined by a soft, high-pitched melody, a tune unfamiliar yet oddly comforting, emanating from my sister's basement room. It had to be the same spirit from nights before, the singer and screamer combined. Later that day, while engrossed in a movie, a thunderous boom resonated from below. Assuming it was my cats at first, I soon dismissed the notion as each was accounted for, two napping within sight and one outdoors. Fear rooted me to the spot. I dared not investigate and instead retreated into the safety of my couch, praying to go unnoticed by whatever lurked below. So there it stands, the haunting of my home laid bare. At times I crave more evidence of their existence, at other times I wish for nothing more than peace and quiet. But denial is futile when sharing one's living space with ghosts. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, let me take you through a journey that has thoroughly shaken the very foundation of my understanding of the world we live in. My enthrallment with the supernatural isn't something that sprouted overnight. It's been a gradual cultivation of both fear and fascination. The first time I ever laid eyes on an apparition, my body was gripped with a terror so profound, it felt as if the very air I breathed had thickened with dread. However, with each subsequent encounter, the petrifying grip of fear loosened and a certain familiarity began to replace the once overwhelming horror. These spectral visits became so frequent that I would jokingly refer to some of these phantoms as friends. They were simply presences in the backdrop of my daily life. That is, until one night something shifted. Something that wasn't simply unsettling. It was outright petrifying. My home is usually enveloped in a comforting warmth, but on this particular night, as I was teetering on the edge of sleep, an unnatural chill seeped into the living room where I lay. My two loyal companions, dogs of no small size, were nestled beside me on the sofa. Their sudden whines pierced the creeping silence, and I could feel their bodies tense with unease. Then it began. A screeching so vile and so violent erupted from the depths of my bedroom, a room I had long since abandoned at night for its notorious reputation as the epicenter of inexplicable occurrences. The television, which should have been a source of mundane background noise, now became an erratic beacon of chaos as it cycled through channels at a frenetic pace. Bed linens that should lay inert were now suspended in mid-air as if gripped by unseen hands. Strange sounds, disembodied and distressing, filled the space around me. Compelled by a mixture of terror and desperation, 
I found myself sprinting to my mother's room for sanctuary. My mother, a woman whose belief in the otherworldly matched, if not exceeded my own, never once doubted my experiences. Her unwavering conviction in the existence of ghosts meant she was never phased by such things. As my fingers wrapped around the bedroom doorknob, an icy tinge bit at my skin, another harbinger of the unnatural forces at play. With a forceful swing, I thrust open the door to reveal a sight that was as perplexing as it was terrifying. Two young girls, spirits not of this realm, merrily bouncing on my bed. Their ethereal giggles filled the air as they leapt with an energy that felt paradoxically life-filled. Their joyous mayhem ceased abruptly when their eyes met ours. In that split second, as an eerie silence fell like a thick curtain, they vanished, slipping away through the window like smoke caught in a breeze. That encounter marked four months to this day, and since then, there has been no sign of those little specters. No more innocent laughter echoing through the halls at night. No more ghostly figures prancing where they shouldn't be. In recounting this experience to you, I can't help but reflect on where these young spirits might have gone. Are there celestial playgrounds beyond our mortal reach, where they can leap and laugh to their heart's content? Do they find solace in a realm unbeknownst to us? One can only hope that wherever they are now, there is an abundance of beds for them to jump upon. This tale is but one thread in the intricate tapestry of my encounters with the paranormal, each encounter weaving its own unique pattern into the fabric of my existence. I share this story with you and your listeners in hopes that it may resonate with those who have also brushed shoulders with the unseen and perhaps offer some semblance of camaraderie in our shared experiences with the inexplicable. I look forward to possibly hearing my story shared in your podcast and eagerly anticipate the stories of others who have traversed similar paths within the spectral realm with an open mind and an ever-curious heart. Bob. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, my experience with the supernatural began 13 years ago when I first moved into my current residence. It's a quaint home with its own peculiar charm, but it wasn't long before I realized that I was not its sole occupant. At first, the signs were subtle, inexplicable noises, shadows flitting just beyond my field of vision. I tried to dismiss these occurrences as figments of my imagination, but it was not long before denial became impossible. Objects began to move of their own accord, launching themselves across rooms with startling velocity. The sound of footsteps, heavy and deliberate, would echo throughout the house at all hours. Yet when I mustered the courage to investigate, I would find nothing but silence and still air. My friends have expressed concern, noting a distinct change in my demeanor whenever I am at home. It's as if the atmosphere within these walls has a will of its own, molding my personality to its liking. Despite the disturbances, I have learned to coexist with the spirits that haunt my home. Two men, a woman, and a child, if my senses are to be trusted. I've even captured their voices on video, a chilling testament to their presence. 
I sought help from various sources, including the use of sage. The burning herb does provide temporary respite, pushing back the spectral intruders for a time, but they always return, as persistent as ever. Guests have fled in terror from my home after experiencing the malevolent energy within. They often ask how I can endure such conditions. But where else can I go? This house is not just a structure of wood and stone. It is my sanctuary, my place in the world. Leaving is not an option. I have neither the means nor the desire to abandon my home. The encounters are numerous and detailed, etched into my memory with frightening clarity. One particular incident remains vivid in my mind. It occurred a few weeks ago when Pastor Hoffman from my church visited to offer spiritual support. As we prayed together in the living room, an unnatural chill permeated the air. Our steaming cups of coffee turned ice cold within moments. The pastor and I knelt, hands clasped tight, as we sought divine intervention. It was then that the malevolent spirit made its presence known with forceful intent. An unseen force shoved me backward, attempting to sever the connection between me and Pastor Hoffman. But the pastor's grip was firm, his resolve unshaken. I'm not going to let go, he insisted. Hold on. Despite our combined efforts and his powerful words of prayer, our attempts were in vain. I was left exhausted and trembling. The spirits remained. I am reaching out to you now out of sheer desperation. My experiences have left me on the brink of surrender. If I cannot find a way to live in peace with these spirits or compel them to leave, I fear I may have no choice but to vacate my home. This place is all I have, and yet it is no longer mine alone. I implore you, if you have any advice, any knowledge of how to deal with such persistent hauntings, please share it with me. Your expertise in matters of the paranormal is my last beacon of hope. Dear Mysteries After Dark Podcast, My friend, a 13-year-old boy living with his mom, two dogs, and two cats, has encountered what seemed to be inexplicable phenomena within the walls of his home. About a month ago, I was invited to stay over at his place. I had no inkling that this visit would turn into a chilling experience that would stick with us for a long time. On that particular evening, everything seemed normal at first. We spent the day playing video games and watching movies, the usual fare for a sleepover. However, as the night drew on, an unsettling atmosphere began to permeate the house. It was when I was tasked with feeding the pets in the kitchen that things took a turn for the bizarre. My friend, who was waiting in the living room, called out to me urgently. His voice laced with fear prompted me to drop what I was doing and rush to his side. The temperature drop in the living room was sharp and immediate so severe that I could see my breath in the air, which was completely out of place in the normally cozy warmth of his home. I found him there, his face drained of color, looking like he had just witnessed something horrifying. What's wrong? I asked, and he responded with a conviction that sent shivers down my spine. I have seen a ghost. At first, I met his claim with skepticism, but the bone-chilling cold and his evident terror were hard to dismiss as mere fabrications. 
In the midst of our conversation, one of his dogs began barking incessantly towards the side door. Instinctively, I went to investigate, only to be confronted by a dark silhouette of a man. Fearing for our safety, I grabbed a pan from the kitchen to defend ourselves. But as I approached, the figure simply vanished into thin air, no trace of its presence left behind. This incident was not isolated. My friend disclosed to me that he often felt an invisible force choking him, a sensation so vivid that it left no room for doubt in my mind about the seriousness of his experiences. Desperate for help, my friend has turned to me, and now I turn to you, seeking advice on how to banish these hauntings from his home. What measures can he take to ensure these spirits, or this spirit, leave him and his family in peace? I look forward to your guidance on this chilling matter. Well, my dear friends, we've reached the end of yet another winding path. As the evening knits the night, drawing its comforting darkness around us, we must part ways, for now. You've traveled with me through unsettling alleyways of thought, and I hope our journey together has both enthralled and enchanted you. Like a spider's web capturing the moonlight in its delicate dew-drenched threads, until we meet again beneath the gossamer glow of the next moon, I urge you to keep your hearts open, your minds sharp, and your spirits daring. Remember, no star is ever out of reach, and no mystery is ever too daunting to seek. This is your humble grandpa, turning the last page of our ebon-bound book for now. May your dreams be wistful, my friends. Farewell from Mysteries After Dark, a horror podcast, and tread softly into the night. <laughs>